introduce myself. My name is O. There's two of them and two billion dollars worth of us. If the three of us don't work together, billions of people will die. Your sister is one of the toughest, baddest, most capable women I've ever encountered. No one could do it better. What kind of girl? I see what you're doing. You think I'm stupid? Of course I think you're stupid. Oh, H to the O B. You do the intro this time. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so I will make an admission that last episode, somehow I exported the only half edited version. And I don't know how I did that. I fully edited the podcast and then I went to listen to the the one I actually posted to make sure it was good. Didn't have the intro music, nothing. So that episode was a disaster, generally, in in my view. I don't know what you think, but... Well, we had better discussions about the movie before the podcast, and then I felt like I was like, I'm done talking about it. Like, we need to not do that. We yeah. need to be like, no, you're not allowed to say anything about the movie until the podcast. That's true, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I've talked this movie uh, once upon a time in Hollywood to death, and then by the time we started talking about it, I was kind of like, yeah... We said all there was to say, but I was listening back to it and I actually like made some pretty critical mistakes. Um, You did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't even know what mistakes you're just saying that I made Oh, I knew them. Okay. Well, anyways, it was uh, Tarantino's biggest box office opener. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it surprises me a little bit because... Well, that's relative to his stuff. It wasn't like a huge opening, but... That still just kind of surprised me a little bit, but I'm glad. Yeah, it does surprise me, especially with the inaccessibility of the movie, I feel like. What do you mean? Like it, like we talked about, like it's not like just like the layman's film, like Oh, I mean, but I think Brad Pitt draws people that don't even know anything about Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, I, so does Leonardo DiCaprio. So they're going to get those people. Yeah. And that are going to be like, I don't know what has happened, but they still paid for the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think the duo it really is a big selling point. Um and I think people just want to see like happy Hollywood. Well, I feel like we haven't had like a Brad Pitt movie in a while where he's like being Brad Pitt in a lot of ways. So yeah. people were kind of like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. And um, it did not disappoint. Yeah. And actually I saw, well, first off, this is you, me and a movie, the podcast where we talk about movies, me, Will Malone and Anna Malone, Anna Malone. So we're here. Uh, this, this is kind of an odds and ends podcast today. The, August is a dead zone. For movies, it generally it's is. It's not. I think I haven't even looked yet, but I just know that Will's. Yeah, let's go see forty-seven these. meters down, caged or whatever it's called, uncaged. Caged. Um. You know what? Now that okay, you can you can talk about whatever. But well, I'm I was going to look say, up and see what movies are coming out because I feel like there's a movie I want to see. And so I, can't think of I it. believe on the last episode I talked about how once upon a time in Hollywood you could go into it not even knowing it was about the Manson murders, and you kind of pushed back on that if I remember correctly. Uh, a little bit. I mean, if you'd seen the trailer. If you don't, if you haven't seen the trailer. No, but okay. So I have proof that I'm right. I went Because you went again. No, I went to the movie again with our friend Greg. He had no idea it was about the Manson murders, even after the film. I said, yeah, because, you know, Sharon Tate didn't die in this one. He's like, well, if, what, are you, what are you talking about? Who's Sharon Tate? If like, he didn't Greg know. is listening to this, I'm a little disappointed. Well, he actually texted me today a picture, and I need to reply to him. I'm bad at replying. Um, and he bought 
Helter Skelter, the book about it. So now he's educating himself because he had no idea. He watched the whole movie, had no idea about Charles Manson's connection, didn't even realize that was Charles Manson in the movie and had no idea. So he's like, he's just like, okay, he thought it was just a delightful Tarantino film. Like that's literally what he got out of it. He he loved it, but okay, okay, that's in- interesting. No, isn't it? I was blown away. I was like, yeah, isn't it cool how Tarantino kind of avenged Sharon Tate via cinema? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, because Sharon Tate didn't die in this one. She, he's like, what? What are you talking about? Who's Sharon Tate? I was like, Margot Robbie's character. He's like, wait. I was like, this is about the Manson family murders. Those were the Manson hippies. He's like, oh really? That's what this was. <laughs> It was just pretty funny. So, um, I will say this while you're looking at August's disappointing lineup, um, which I'm right. I'm telling you there's nothing in August. I promise. September 6th is It Chapter 2, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about. And we may even, depending on... You know, I'm surprised about one of these I don't want to see, but it's one that I know you want to see. Now, will you see it in theaters? What? What is it? Angel has fallen. Uh, is that in August? August twenty first. Uh, yeah. It's a Wednesday. Dang, I'll probably see that. I like the has fallen movies. I think my favorite one. I don't know which ones are my favorite. I get it mixed up. There's Olympus has fallen is the first one. Which I remember Olympus has fallen came out the same time White House Down came out. Remember that? Like it was like two movies about protecting the president. And Olympus Has Fallen was the superior one because White House Down had, was it Channing, Ta- Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx? I don't Jamie know. Jamie Foxx is president? Or maybe it was the other way around? No, I mean, Gerard Butler is in it, right? No, Gerard Butler's in Olympus Has Fallen. I'm talking White House Down. Oh, I don't, I don't know. White House know. Down was more of a comedy. Olympus Has Fallen was kind of a action, diehard-esque film. Which this movie is following in line with. Well, yeah, because then there was London Has Fallen. Right. Yeah. And now it's Angel has yeah. fallen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I will actually, we come up with next? <laughs> well, Angel is like the head of Secret Service is what they that's what they oh, refer okay. to. So it's in it's like a code name. So London fell. It doesn't feel like a code name anymore. You just told me what it was. Well, no. Yeah, these codes. No, what I'm saying I'm is like they call <laughs> the head of Secret Service Angel. No, I I get it. Olympus get it. is the White House. No, I'm kidding. I know. London is, is I, think, a city. I think it's London. I think it's just London. I, think it I don't remember for something else. I don't remember like minutia about the films. I just remember that they both existed and they both had Gerard Butler like killing a lot of people. And you watched them and still enjoyed them. Yeah. You'll you'll still enjoy this. Well, one. we watched Olympus Fallen together, right? Back in the back in the old college days. You know, I can't say that I remember because no. it would have been one that I probably just like tuned out. I think it was one time when like my roommates were like having a party and we were just in my room watching it. Remember that? Something like that? I really don't. I don't remember that movie. Interesting. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be um, kind of... Angel has fallen now. I'll probably see that though. Because it would be just about as great of a movie going experience as Hobbs and... Oh, sorry. Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> one, one podcast I listened to that talked about this movie, they made a rule to only, when they referred to it, they had to say the whole title. And it was pretty hilarious. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I saw that alone. That's an action movie I saw alone this week. I was okay with not seeing it. I spared Anna. Um, this is kind of a odds and ends podcast. I think I said that. Did I say that already? 
I think you did, but it's possible you didn't. Um, Anyways, before I got to Hobbs... Guys, it's an odds and ends. Yeah, you've really distracted me. Um, I was gonna, Me? Uh, yeah, no, because you talked about Angel has Fallen. I was about to say that for It Chapter 2, maybe we get Kelsey on this and we do a three-person podcast. Oh, I thought that you were getting out of having to see It Chapter 2. No, I'm going to see it. Okay. I mean, I want to see it. I just don't want to endure the movie theater experience. I'm going to enjoy it. You know why? Because watching us was a highlight when you were covering your eyes. You were jumping. Which, in retrospect, not that scary of a film. It wasn't. But the the beginning was kind of like a little jumpy. Well, yeah. I just don't like gore. I'm just not a big gore guy. Um, But you watched Tarantino. (laughs) Interesting. Well, I don't like gore in a horror setting. I can watch gore in like a dark comedy or a Tarantino. I can. It's it's all context based for me. Um, Anyway, so speaking of context, um, Hobbs and Shaw. uh, I I'm not going to go through my Fast and Furious ranking. All I'll say is that this is pretty low on the list of Fast and Furious movies. It has made less than recent fast and furious movies you told me some stat the other day and i just wanted to correct that um you said that it made the least of any fast and furious movie the other day and it was the recent ones meaning like six through eight. Oh, because you know they almost quit making the movies because they started making i think too fast too furious did so terrible And so I was like, the fact that it would make less money than Too Fast, Too Furious would have been mind-blowing. But it has not really done that well, which is to say The Rock isn't really a put-butts-in-seats kind of guy as a a lead. Like, but he's good when he, like, jumps into movies. Like, Jumanji, when he jumps into pre-existing franchises. So, when he was a side character in Fast and Furious, it was way better. When he's running the movie... It's not great, but also he picks really bad movies to be in. Like, yeah, that is true. Um, like think about think about his movies lately. San Andreas, which I I like that movie, but it's bad. Rampage, uh, skyscraper, um, which kind of feels a little bit like San Andreas. Eh, no, it's better than San Andreas, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's got that vibe, and then um. But yeah, we're in this we're in this world of doing dumb action movies, which kind of is cool because I like action movies, but at the same token, I like real action movies that I don't know. I I'm kind of over the making fun of themselves action movies. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of done with that. Like I never saw it, but The Meg was kind of one of those. That was kind of enjoyable. I didn't completely finish it because my I, we don't have Wi-Fi and I was trying to stream it from my phone and it kept pausing. Um, the fact that you're watching a movie on your phone is... No, 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 no. I wasn't watching it on my phone. I was using my phone as a hot spot. Oh, I was like, man, I, I can't get through a whole movie on my phone. I no, tried. I wasn't watching it. I, I was tried. watching it on my iPad. Um, it was. It's actually like... But I love... I mean, reel me in with a shark movie any day of the week. So you're going to see 47 Meters Down this month? Um, I won't go see it. Uncaged? But if it's like on Netflix or something, I'll watch it. Do you want to see Crawl? Absolutely not. I heard it's actually pretty good. That's not... So it doesn't matter. That's not the type of horror I like. I don't like the like creature lurking in the water. I didn't, That just... I don't care. You literally said, like, you'll reel me in with a shark every day. You ain't getting me with a creature lurking in the water. That's for sure. Like, you literally just said two opposite things. In the way they're doing it with, like, this alligator that's in their house that's flooding, well, that's not what it's I care during about. during a hurricane. Right. No, no, I, I, I'm not saying that they're, like, it's stupid that their house is flooding. 
Uh, I'm just like, give me a big shark in the ocean. There we go. Okay. I would watch Crawl. I actually want to see Crawl. I kind of like monster movies like that. Like, that, that's just kind of... Except The Meg, because it struck me as one of these dumb action movies. That's like... You know, like, ever since Sharknado happened, which, you know, nothing quite is as bad as Sharknado. Like, that tries to be bad on purpose. Like, I, I wouldn't say Hobbs and Shaw or Skyscraper or Rampage or anything like that is as bad as... Or Baywatch. That was the other one I was trying to think of. I wouldn't say any of those are as bad as, like, Sharknado, but they all are kind of... They're teetering. And... Hobbs and Shaw is a, it starts out as a cool movie. Um, because like, okay, I'm a Fast and Furious fan. So I had a Fast and Furious podcast. So I really like the universe they've set up. And if you think about the history of the Fast and Furious movies, they have come from the brink of failure. Like, like I said a second ago, the Fast and the Furious came out as basically a carbon copy of Point Break which it did okay, I think. Um, and it was popular enough. They made Too Fast, Too Furious, and that bombed. It didn't have Vin Diesel in it. It bombed. Had Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris and Paul Walker. Then, so that movie did terrible. So they decided, let's keep the Fast and Furious genre going. We'll just do a spinoff now. So that's when they did Fast and Furious Presents Tokyo Drift. It's Presents also? I think so. Maybe not. It could just be Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Now, I like Tokyo Drift. It's really fun. It's kind of a pretty movie because it's Tokyo, and they really made it feel like Tokyo. And also the drift stuff is really neat. Like, it's just cool. It's different. That's the only one I remember, and I can say that the people that they want you to believe are in high school are like 35. Oh, yeah, acting And the main character is, is supposed to be Southern, and his accent is the worst Southern accent I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's deeply offensive to Southerners. Yeah, no, it's bad. And uh, what was it? Uh, What's his name? Lil Bow Wow's in that one. Back when, you know, Lil Bow Wow was a guy. He was like, did that. He was a guy. He, he was, was a, a person. No, but remember yeah. Lil Bow Wow did, uh, did like the rap for 102 Dalmatians or something. Yeah. It's like Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was back when in his glory days. Uh, and so Tokyo Drift was good. It did pretty well. So they, I think decided like at the end of Tokyo Drift, Vin Diesel shows up as a cameo. And then they take you into Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one. And that's when they kind of started to reboot the series. So it puts Paul Walker and Vin Diesel back together. So that one did okay. Then Fast Five comes out. That's the best Fast and Furious movie. It's like a heist film, really well put together, really well, great action. That's when The Rock shows up, and he's an amazing character compared to everybody else. And it's a big ensemble movie. They get all the characters pretty much from all past Fast and Furious movies except for Tokyo Drift. Then six, kind of the same. Um, six, you find out. Six is at the end, which is the first one I think you saw when we were dating, is when they the end of six is the end of Tokyo Drift when Han dies, and you find out Jason Statham killed Han. So that leads us into Furious 7, which came out. It was delayed because Paul Walker died during the filming of that movie. So it's like half has Paul Walker in it, and the other half has CGI mixed with his brother. And it's it's weird. Furious 7 is a very good movie. Jason Statham is the villain. He killed one of the family. Okay. Then Jason Statham's in Fate of the Furious, but he teams up with them. 
so now Jason Statham has all of a sudden been forgiven for killing one of them, and now he's like, for, they're like buds. When they're all about family. They're all about and family. Only family. And loyalty. Twenty four seven of this movie. That is the one th- takeaway I have from these. Yeah. So. You go into Hobbs and Shaw thinking they got to tie this in, right? Like with him paying for this eventually. No, 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 no. Like he is like they show the the one of the first scenes in the movie is Ro- The Rock and Hobbs. Uh, the Rock and Hobbs. Hobbs plays. No, The Rock is played by Hobbs. No, Hobbs is played by The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Hobbs and Shaw, it shows their, their morning routines. And The Rock is like in L.A. He's like lifting weights in the morning, drinking like horrible protein shakes, like doing what you imagine The Rock does. Jason Statham gets out of bed. There's like a beautiful woman in his bed. Then first thing he does is put on like this like tweed coat and then goes and gets a beer or something. Like it's just. It's not very believable. No, right. But they're in two different films is kind of how it was. And so it seemed kind of cool. They were contrasting the two. And then. And they hate each other, right? Like the idea is that they're supposed to, they have to work together to stop Idris Elba, who, unexplained, is like a cybernetic being. Like, you know how they're basically superheroes, like later on in Fast and Furious? Like, it starts as like this, this cute 2001, like point break heist movie with these like LA guys who are robbing VCRs out of trucks. And now it's like they're superhuman, jumping like on tanks and stuff. So, they're like all the characters are pretty much superhuman. Idris Elba literally has like a robotic spine. And, and like the first thing Idris Elba says when he comes on screen, they're like, who are you? And he's like, bad guy. Like he says that. And that was the moment where I was like, peace. <laughs> like I was like done. And, and somebody brought up an interesting thought. They were like, okay, a movie. Maybe you're taking this too seriously as a franchise. No, no, no. Like, so a movie, the, the key to an action movie villain is that they don't believe they're the bad guy because they are fighting for a cause correct like thanos thanos did not think he was the bad guy because he is fighting for what's right and he was trying to save you know the universe or whatever that means um and (laughs) we should have a podcast about thanos sometime um but idris elba comes in and he literally just admits he's the bad guy like first scene and it was supposed to be like kind of funny tongue in cheek, but it was just kind of like, okay, all right. So then Ryan Reynolds is like a cameo and like gets, uh, the rock and and he's like, Hey, we got to stop Idris Elba because he's got this virus. that's going to wipe out half of humanity, which they say half of humanity. Like I'm like, wow. So we're just on that. We're, we're doing this now in, in blockbuster movies. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to be done here in a second, but I'm just telling you how ridiculous it is. So, uh the rock has to do by with, the way if you haven't noticed spoiler alert i don't care i don't care you'd be spoiled i i do not care this so anyways the rock uh basically is told by ryan reynolds who's this goofy very deadpool-esque guy that you have to work with shaw to like stop idris elba because shaw has some connection with idris elba which isn't fully explained it's very confusing anyways nope the plot makes no sense all you know is that the rock and and uh jason statham have to work together to stop idris elba that's all you need to know and so basically it ends up being like they end up going like throughout this whole thing you find out the rock hasn't talked to his family in years so the end of the movie they basically end up going to samoa and fighting jason's uh they gosh so many action dudes idris elba 
yeah, so they fight Idris Elba. See, I knew that. I knew yeah, Idris Elba and his army comes to Samoa, and they have to fight him with tribal weapons because they don't have any guns. Right. So, ama- amazing, st- like, you know, they're, like, putting, like, you see the Rocks family, the Samoan thing. It's cool. They're defending the island, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we, like, during this fight, like, it takes place at midnight. Like, the people show up at midnight times of day change during the fight scene like really like it's all of a sudden day in part of it and you're like you've been fighting for six hours like and then it starts raining torrentially in some of it and basically at the end of the movie they're fighting Idris Elba and they find out that hey because he's cybernetically enhanced and can predict our movements what if we both punch him together instead of one-on-one and so we have to work together and so then they become friends and blah blah blah. anyway this is all to say i'm not a vin diesel fan but fast and furious spinoffs it's just it just didn't work for me like the action in this movie wasn't particularly compelling which is what sad. did that have to do with vin diesel uh i don't <laughs> i don't know why did i yeah guys i'm not a vin diesel fan he wasn't in this film okay so vin diesel and the rock have a rivalry going on they won't be in the same scenes together fate of the furious you can tell like they fi- they have to film everything separately it's very awkward it forms but how you're the saying this made. movie almost needs him that's what i'm saying yeah okay. so this movie exists because <laughs> the writers of fast and furious probably don't like dealing with vin diesel all that much even though they're filming fast nine right now at the same time so there's going to be like fast furious nine and ten and then possibly hobbs and shaw whatever well i mean that's what i've so, been waiting for the writers of this movie say there's going to be justice for Han, which apparently, like, Jason Statham's going to have to answer for that. But this movie sets up a whole new cinematic universe of stuff. Like, the villain at the end is like, I've really been pulling the strings, and you don't know who it is. It's like a voice, and it's is like... Is it Ultron? What about strings? It very well could be Ultron. Um, so that's all to say that I think... Um, I'm getting kind of scrambled right now. I didn't like Fate of the Furious because then you realize that Paul Walker was actually the heart of these movies. Like Paul Walker actually made these movies um, have a soul. And then when he was gone, which it can't be helped, you know, he's no longer alive, which he would probably be in them if he was still alive. But when it's just Vin Diesel and The Rock and all these buff dudes like punching each other, it's like there's only so much you can do with that. And then when it's Hobbs and Shaw, which has no substance whatsoever, which it's hard to say that Fast and Furious has substance, but they kind of do. And this has like, what if Fast and Furious had less substance? And it's not that compelling. It wasn't that funny. The jokes didn't land. Um, Fate of the Furious also was like, kind of like that. And Hobbs and Shaw, they tried to make it work. And anyways, what I was saying about the action, the action's not great. Even though the guy who directed John Wick one made it, which surprised me because John Wick has some of the best action. So anyway, Hobbs and Shaw, um not great at all and it was super long very long it was like two hours and 25 minutes or something like that it was way too long um so yeah (laughs) 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 yeah so Hobbs and Shaw not great which I kind of expected but even with low expectations not a fan so anyways what's the thing that you watched and we, we both watched it but I want you to talk about it it's called The Intruder (laughs) <laughs> it's um, the greatest movie of all time i saw the trailer for it when we went and saw creed 2 is that when we saw the first yes. trailer 
I remember this because I remember this. That was last year. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I mean, obviously. Did it come out last year? I don't know. I don't know when it came out. Hmm. Um, I'll check. You keep talking. So, basically, I'm not going to talk too, too much about it because there's not too much to say. No, there's a lot to say. <laughs> Dennis Quaid has to sell his house. But he loves this house. He sells it to this young couple. Came out this year. Okay. And basically, he doesn't want to get rid of it. He threatens. He's really, really, really creepy. I mean, he sells it to him, but he keeps showing up. Um, It's just... Okay, so you, you see Dennis Quaid, and back when I was a kid, you probably thought, oh, Dennis Quaid, he's like an attractive, fun guy. Uh, now he's like very good at being creepy. He's got the Joker smile down. Just one point in the movie where he's like doing these weird smiles. Yeah, into the mirror. Into like, a mirror. Like he was like looking at himself do this. Like he wasn't sure like, what does this smile look like? Do I look too creepy to do this smile? I don't know. It was weird. Like, yeah, like we knew he was insane, but then they just have this weird scene where you're like, okay, he's actually he's actually insane. Look at him yeah. being crazy. Look at him being crazy. Anyways, meanwhile, they're trying to balance this weird drama between this husband and wife with this husband who's apparently cheating on his wife, but not really. But they not kinda, really, but he has maybe in the past, maybe. But they kind of drop it. Yeah. Also... <laughs> This movie was shot in a really pretty house, but you'd never know it because they shoot so close to these people's faces that you can barely even see two people in a frame. Yeah, it's like I told, I was telling, well, we watched it with Anna's mom too, and I was saying like they probably filmed this in 15 different houses. Like each room was in a different house. Or in one room where they just picked different corners. Because for, for a home invasion movie, to basically like be only pretty much in a house like the whole movie pretty much takes place in the house only for you to not have any sense of the geography of the house itself as well as it not being a kubrick movie like that's just not good like you know in the shining it's like we didn't know the you know how the hotel was laid out because that was on purpose like there's a whole documentary about it this movie's like you just see like four different rooms in the house the whole time. Very close up to the people. Yes. You're you're not you're not yes. we're not wide zooming out ever. So when when you, when it's 2019 and a movie is cinematically like like the cinematography itself is bad. You are that's all, that's probably a pretty bad sign already. Um but no what's amazing about this movie is it goes on forever. It's, it did feel long. It was actually only an hour and 45 minutes. Though. I started rooting for Dennis Quaid at a certain point to just kill these people. And okay. uh, spoiler, because who cares? The movie essentially... So like the whole movie, you see the husband has this fear of guns. Yes. Like he really, really, really hates guns. And Dennis Quaid always has like a rifle because he like shoots... They like get there and he like shoots a deer right in front of them, which I is not proper hunting etiquette to shoot when people are like standing right next to the deer. Um, but anyway, there's all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But anyway, so, um, you know, the rampage stuff when Dennis Quaid finally like rampages through the house and like, uh, tries to kill them both. Uh, they like take him down and he's laying on the ground, like, you know, in pain and the husband like grabs the gun and he's like about to shoot Dennis Quaid. Cause you're like, Oh, he's not afraid of guns anymore. He's going to kill Dennis Quaid. And literally, the movie ends with the husband and wife standing over Dennis Quaid shooting him and then the movie's over. Like, that's it. Cut to cr- end credits with 
a rap. Yep. Th- that's like, don't see this movie. <laughs> like, don't waste your time. But if you are going to waste your time, it's one of those so bad it's good movies. So buy a six pack of beer, get a pizza, and just. Maybe watch it with somebody who likes to talk a lot because <laughs> there are dull parts in this movie, so let me tell dull. you. I don't know how this movie got made. I don't know why Dennis Quaid was like, yeah, I'll do that. I mean, they paid him a lot. I don't know. There's like clear like timeline issues of the movie too. Oh my word. There's things like the husband. Okay. He gets run off the road, which of course was Dennis Quaid's character. And he's in the hospital with like a concussion. They say we need to keep him overnight. Okay. That's not that crazy. Well, the wife's like, you know, I'm headed home. I'll pick you up. Even though she has known that it's like something weird's going on, but she's like, let me go home to her house by myself. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, uh, she's like, I'll pick you up in the morning. Call me. Well, the next morning, she's taking a shower and he calls her and she doesn't answer, which I'm like, okay, you're in the shower. That's fine. But you knew he was going to call you to pick. Yeah, and but he shows then up in an Uber. He just shows up in an Uber and nothing is ever said like, why hey, didn't why didn't you pick me up? Hey, why didn't you answer your phone? And she doesn't even act like, oh, what are you doing here? I would have picked you up. Or like when when uh, he sends his buddy to go check on the house to see if Dennis Quaid's He's like, there. hey, can you go Dennis check on Quaid her? Dennis Quaid literally axes kills this guy. Him. No one ever wonders where it happened to this guy. Yeah, they don't care where he went. And then they find his dead body like in the basement and they're like, oh, there's Ricky or whatever his name was. Mike, like, his name is Mike. Mike, whatever. It doesn't but, matter. No, it didn't make any sense because <laughs> like, it oh, was he like- killed him. We didn't know. We hadn't heard from him for days. What? Yeah, there was something flying. Oh, I, I was like, what are you doing? I was getting scared. I thought <laughs> you were seeing dead people. I'm seeing Dennis quite behind you. Wow, really caught some okay. dead air here. Sorry. What? <laughs> Are you serious? What? I was done talking. You're a podcaster. Come on. I'm a podcaster. Um. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I just really wouldn't see it. I, like halfway through the movie, I was like, should I even keep watching this? Like, I don't even care. Like, you know what's going to happen. Well, I, I don't know. I was pretty jarred by the ending that it was like, like it's, it ended like Avengers ended, you know, when they're standing over Loki at the end, like doing the superhero pose. They make a joke about an end game where they're like, all right, we can pose all day long or we can just like, you know, arrest him. Um, but, you know, at the end of Avengers, when Loki's like laying on the ground and you see the Avengers from Loki's point of view and they're all looking straight down at him. You know what I'm talking about? That's how it ended. It's like the husband and wife are just looking straight down at Dennis Quaid, holding a gun over him. And, and she's like, Calling the police. My husband just shot an intruder. And he hadn't shot him yet. No, he hadn't even shot him yet. But it was basically saying, like, he's about to kill him. And then they kill him, and then it cuts to credits. It's like, yeah, ooh, we're killing people. Like, like the rap is like, yeah, we killed Dennis Quaid. It doesn't really say that. It, like, raps the whole, like, the whole movie. <laughs> like, what happened in the movie. It's like, uh, what I, I, like, started writing a rap to this song. I was like, uh, you mean to this movie, to this movie, this song, whatever. I, I'm bad at words today. I'm, it's the end of the day. I've been podcasting a lot. Um, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, I'll break into your house and I'll break into your skull. And it was like, burr, 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 burr. and it was just as if there's going to be a sequel with this husband and wife and they're going to be a vigilante crime fighting squad now because they love killing. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from it. Anyway, uh, was there something you, you said you want to talk about something else? So I've recently, and this isn't a movie, listened to a couple episodes of this podcast called Lore. 
like L-O-R-E. There's a show, right? There's a show and there's actually books too, which I found out. Um, oh, you're going to be busy. I, I don't know. I feel like I like the podcast, but I've seen a couple episodes of the show when I'm not super into it. Um, but it's basically... So, so why is it? Why don't you like the show? Okay, well, let me tell you what the podcast is anyway. Okay, okay, sorry. So it's kind of like folklore things, mm-hmm. so or real things. So one of the episodes I listened to was about a mental hospital from like the 1800s that just closed in 1994 and kind of all the terrible things that went on there. So some of the stuff is like real life, but then they'll be like, and the ghosts that haunt it, you know, like they kind of turn things like a little yeah. spooky. Well, the reason I don't really like the show is because... It's like a dramatization of these events. So I watched one episode where this, they're like talking about lobotomies and they have like this family and this mom who's getting lobotomy. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't need to see a lobotomy. You can just talk about it. I don't need to like have a fake lobotomy scene, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. I like, I would rather just kind of hear about stories than have like a, little skit well this is a new thing is the 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 show is based on podcasts which there hasn't been that many i guess lore and then homecoming is based on a podcast homecoming is pretty good though homecoming is really good it's amazon prime show Uh, whoa you said like all one word amazon prime show you were like you're like homecoming is really good it's amazon prime show um yeah homecoming's good well i i didn't think the ending was that great but Endings are bad usually, hmm. especially in horror things. So anyway, tell, tell us more about lore. Um, well, some of the episodes, so some of them, you know, will be a little bit more realistic. But then like one of the episodes, it's about, so I'm back to the podcast, not really talking about the show anymore. Um, they're like 20, 23 minutes long, usually 23, 25 minutes long, which is nice. Um, but then there'll be like, there is this kind of like legend And I think it was like Ireland where this guy, his wife had to go away for a little bit. She came back and he like swore that it wasn't his wife anymore. That she was what they like called like a changeling, which is like some kind of like an elven creature. Is that like that Angelina Jolie movie? The Changeling? No, definitely not. I never saw that. It's like, that's like about her son being like kidnapped. Oh, okay. But no, like... (laughs) So basically he just swears up and down that his wife is not his wife anymore, that it's this changeling because she's not like herself anymore. So are these based on true stories? Um, some of them are based on legends and some of them are true stories. So I listened okay. to, to one on the way home today and it was talking about how there's the guy, um, I think it was like John McMillan, who when he and his family got buried, he had them, they're all cremated and they're in these... They're in the bottoms of these chairs that are made out of stone that are around this table made out of stone. Um, and it was just kind of about his life. So, I mean, some of them are creepier than others, but most of them have that little bit of like, and some people say that they still see the ghost of so-and-so, you know, most of them have at least that aspect. Yeah. So, um, since this is pretty much a what you've been watching episode, I'll talk about one more thing I've been watching, if you want to hear it, if you want to hear about it. You watched the first episode, The Boys. I did, and then he started, He kept watching them, and he told me that I had said that he could watch We them. had a miscommunication, basically. So, I didn't see the rest. You couldn't watch it anytime you want. He's like a little, yeah, but I, I don't love watching shows alone. 
like to be I, able to kind of like talk about i know you you binge watched it and i was like oh hey oh you're on episode six? Oh, good i don't binge watch very often though so you know it's like interesting if i'm binge watching it if i can't stop watching it um the boys i number one cannot recommend it to anybody um horrifying to um you know if my if my mother knew what i had been watching it'd be bad news she may hear this she won't make it this far uh, she she'll quit listening after you know talking about Hobbs and Shaw um but the boys is based on a graphic novel and it's a world much like ours but if superheroes were real and they were actually like branded celebrities so it's making a comment on our capitalistic society and you know, what if the Avengers were real and they still had movies? Like, what if... They're super corrupt. Well, right. So, as a result, they're super corrupt because they're just... They're figureheads. They they don't really fight real crime that I can tell. Like, they sometimes do, but they also, like, fight set-up crimes just to look better. And they, like, you know, do press conferences and they run for political office and they... Anyways, they do stuff that, like social influencers would do and so there's this main superhero group called the seven which i guess is kind of like the avengers or it's more the justice league it seems like there's like a superman-esque wonder woman-esque guy there's a batman like person aquaman um and there's there's yeah they're basically parodying the justice league but like what if the justice league was real and what if they like were tv personalities or whatever and so they're like super corrupt so basically the idea is that there's a group of guys that have been hurt in some way by these corrupt superheroes and they're trying to take them down. And it is extremely violent, extremely sexually explicit and just explicit and gory at times. I said that. Oh, sorry. You were on your phone. That's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's where we're just recording a podcast. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's, it kind of reminds me of the Watchmen. Yes, it from the first episode I can say yes it does. Yeah, it feels like the Watchmen, but it's funny, but it's really dark, but it's really smart. Like it's exactly if superheroes were also in the world, that's weird turn of events. The main character is Dennis Quaid's son. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> how weird is that? And he's pretty great. He's pretty great. And then and uh, Meg Ryan's son also. Yeah, well, he is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. They, there's not Dennis Quaid's son and Meg Ryan's son. Right. He right. he is their son their son so um kind of like maya hawk we're now having celebrity spawn everywhere in these movies and we're it's like we're they're just cloning themselves is what it seems like uh except he's like a much nerdier dennis quaid like dennis quaid yes what used to be kind of a hunk and this guy is not this guy is not a hunk but he's he's funny and he i like him um and then carl urban who i really enjoy he He's in a lot of stuff. You would recognize him, but he's never like a leading man usually. He was in Thor Ragnarok. He played um who I don't know his character, but he's the one he's the guy that kind of works with Hela. Yeah, and and he also was Judge Dredd in the Judge Dredd remake. He's also a character in Lord of the Rings who I could yes. definitely not tell you what his name is, but Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. But anyway, so he's great. Um and so they're basically like just regular people trying to stop these superheroes. And it's like, okay, what if superheroes were super corrupt? And that's basically what this shows you. And it's way, like, it's super interesting. They kind of, they deal with Me Too type stuff. Um, it's it's very good. And as somebody who's not, I'm not a big social justice guy. Like, 
I, um, I'm picking up what it's putting down. Like I get it. Like this is, you know, I'm not anti-capitalism, but I, this is showing us like what would actually, you know, I mean, there are corrupt people in this world, corrupt capitalists. So, um, and it's just, it's interesting. Um, it's like six episodes. So not super long, but, um, just long enough to watch without someone else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In like two days. Uh, yeah. So don't watch it if you're squeamish or, uh, you know, like if you have, (laughs) like if you are desensitized like me, you're fine. You're good. Um, but yeah, so it's just, but we are getting to peak superhero. I think this, this show, I, I forgot who said it, but, um, there's this quote from somebody that said like, you know, all movements come to an end when it begins to parody itself. Um, like genres, I forget what it's even referring to, but it's something like that. So we're so superheroed out now that it's beginning to parody itself. And so if you watch the boys after watching Avengers Endgame per se, it makes you think about Avengers Endgame differently because you're like, huh, like these are kind of elitist people like they have this super expensive high-end facility and they're like celebrities you know and it's what happens when the celebrity gets to them and their 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 biggest weakness is their reputation so now you watch avengers endgame which is out now on like blu-ray or whatever and uh and now i can it's kind of been slightly ruined by the boys um and that's just a good sign that's a sign of like a good show though um that has a lot to say and really interesting okay so yeah so i think as for what you've been watching i think we are good so let's wrap this up but first i guess the next episode's it chapter two i don't want to do a whole episode about angels fallen because you're not oh, gonna see it with no me. yeah so i think we're probably this is probably it till it <laughs> this is probably it chapter two until september beginning of september Unless you wanted to do maybe at the end of August, we could do like an it chapter one. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do be that. Interesting. It'd be yeah. interesting. Because um, putting the two of them together, as we know, is not an easy thing to do in one episode of anything. Yeah, we've never, we haven't recorded a discussion about the first it. I know. And you know me, I always want to talk about horror. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's at the end of the month we'll do an it chapter one episode and then we'll, we'll do an it chapter two episode at the beginning of September and then. We'll have to figure out what else to do in September. But Sounds good. So uh, maybe the Downton Abbey movie. We'll see. I don't know if I'll see that in theaters. I'm just kidding. I'm no, I'm not going to see that. I've never watched Downton Abbey. So that would be kind of weird then, yeah. Actually, that might be interesting. <laughs> My review of Downton Abbey movie. Um, yeah, so uh, any last words you want to say before we close this up? I don't think so. All right, well uh go listen to my podcast out of focus um where i talk to uh creative people about creative things and interesting stories uh i'm releasing an episode this week that is extremely special uh where i talk to my mentor and it's really fun so go check that out out of focus wherever you get your podcasts and uh you can follow me on instagram at Wimbledon. and Anna would plug her social media if she used it for anything. Just but go, posting. go listen to lore. Okay. Yeah. Find it wherever podcasts are. I found it on the podcast app. I didn't even know I had. Wow. Yep. A podcaster that knows nothing about podcasts. <laughs> True story. <laughs> All right. See you guys for it. Chapter one and two.